Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. Hello, all you listeners that are beginning to arise and thrive in life. We are so excited to have another episode with you today and to share with you some, just some, some things that have been helping us and some things that have helped others, some experts today. We have a really cool expert coming on today, Elizabeth Pitt, and um, we want to talk more about ways to shift our mood and to bring more happiness into our lives. Um, we have, we've been, I have a book that's called 100 Ways to Happiness. It's by Dr. Timothy J. Sharp, and it's a really cool guide for busy people just to find a quick technique or something that can help them to boost their mood. Um, how to be more mindful, how to move their body more, how to bring in that happiness. And so um, that has 100 ways to happiness. And there are plenty of ways out there. And today, Christina and I are going to share something that we've been working on in our masterclass with all of the clients that we've been working with um, to help boost their mood but and our mood and how that's been working for us. And so stay tuned for the end of the episode on that one. Right, Christina? Something yeah, and you coming. you may, I'm sure are, that you already know some ways to boost your mood. I think we all know ourselves pretty well. But the cool thing um, about our earthly life here is we get to learn and explore new things. And so one, the one that Liz and I are going to talk about that we've both been working on is not something that I've been doing for even more than a few years. And it's been really awesome. And so we're excited to share that one with you. And so the cool thing about this book and listening to this podcast is you might get a new idea of something that you can do to shift your mood, something that maybe you've never tried before, or something that maybe you've heard of, but you know, thought that maybe it wasn't for you, but maybe it is for you. Maybe you just don't know that yet. Yeah. And the whole idea today is to give you those options, possibilities, and introduce a few maybe new ones to you that you can try. And the key is to figure out what works for you. And that's the biggest thing. And Christine and I, at the end, also we're gonna share our top three, like what helps us shift our mood quickly. And they might be the same as you and they might be totally different. And, but it's just a great space for you to learn something new and have some ideas of some go-tos to help shift your own mood. Now we are going to turn the time over to Elizabeth Pitt. She's going to give us seven ways to lift our mood in these peculiar times. Elizabeth is an incredible businesswoman. She's done a lot of business coaching with billion dollar industries. Elizabeth, why don't you tell us what you're up to right now? Sure. Um, you know, as you mentioned, I've been in a lot of different businesses over the last 25 years. Right now, I'm the chief operating officer of a company called Superdry. We're in flood and fire restoration. And it's a, a family business. So I'm very lucky to work with my brilliant businesswoman sister right now. Like you guys work oh, together. Good. I now work with my sister. Um, but I've spent a lot of time in, in as you mentioned, in multi-millions, hundreds of millions, billion dollar businesses. And my emphasis is really on operating because you got to get people, process, and systems working together to fulfill on the promises you make. 
Um, to that end, I've been doing uh, coaching for the last uh, about 10 years to maximize the performance of people. Awesome. And so, yeah, so I, I got my um, coaching credential from a, a place called Newfield Network. And I'm very interested in the mindset of performers and what gets the best out of people. I love it. So, and this is like just your whole energy, Elizabeth, is so upbeat and positive. You're just like a light walking around. And so we're just so excited to have you on today. And the topic that Elizabeth is going to share with us is it's seven ways to shift your mood in these peculiar times. And I just love that. I love that you call it peculiar times because I think all of us are like, oh, this is a little peculiar or different or weird. Yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Well, you know, because we have a lot coming at us right now that um, for me, you know, and, and this is, we'll get into this with the seven ways to, to shift your mood. You know, these are all just things that come at you. And at any moment, we have a, a choice of how we want to be uh, in reaction to any moment. And, you know, that's the biggest creative power we have. So I'm excited to share some of these uh, insights of how to shift your mood. That's awesome. I love it. And I love that you're helping us have some tools to make things more workable in our lives instead of being stuck like, oh no, like what do I even do? Where do I start? Um, I know there's been a lot of emotions that have come up for people, a lot of anxiety and things like that. So this is going to be great to just focus on, okay, shifting our mood, you know, a little bit of tension or things like that that come up when, when there's the issues of, you know, even just parents right now thinking about, are my kids going back to school? Or are they not? Do I have a babysitter? Do I not? Like, there's just so many questions that everyone has right now and unknowns. And a lot of frustration comes out when that happens because you, you can't count on things, right? <laughs> but you bet. Exactly that. And so, you know, you're, you're bringing up a really good um, point is that there's a lot of things going on and we can only take them one at a time. And we're best suited when we take them from the best mood we can find. Right. And sometimes yes. we, don't, we can't find a great mood, but you know, if we can stop for a minute when we're feeling that anxiety and lift our mood to the best place we can, and then just take the next decision or the next thing we need to problem solve, you know, we have the best chance of, of getting through in a way that we you know, that resonates for us. I love that. Perfect. Okay. So seven ways to shift our mood. So what's, what's your first way? Let's hear it. Well, so I'll start with a little preface of, you know, our mood is something that, you know, really constitutes our way of being. How are we being in a moment? And that is um, com a com combination of how our body is being, how our emotions are being, and how our language is being. So, you know, a mood is a complicated thing that is embodied, how, how you know, how we're being in our body with our emotions and with the words that we're using. And so these seven ways address body, emotion, and language. Um, so the first awesome. area, oh, sorry. I, I, I love that because I think a lot of people don't even realize how much their language affects what's going on in their life. And, you know, you'll hear people talking about the, their back pain that's killing them. And it's like, oh, wow, like those words it's just killing them you know like that those that that type of language what what will we create in the future our, our language now is creating what's coming right and so if we're talking about it in workable ways or in, in possibility ways versus this i'm a victim or these are this is hurting me i love that so cool i like that you're including the language piece Yes. Oh, so important. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, I'm going to start in the body area 
Um, because I think, you know, actually a lot of people are also not that in touch with their body. And when we're stressed out, we can seize up and we don't even really pay attention to our body. It's, it's almost like we're pulling our body behind us. So, you know, the first thing is to get into your body and move, like you physically move yourself. So if you're finding yourself in an anxious mood or you're thinking about something and it's not really, um, you're not empowered, get up and move your body. You can exercise and do, you know, any type of exercise you want, walking or running or my favorite dancing, just get up and dance and shake it out. You can like physically say, I'm going to shift this mood. I'm going to shake it off and go through a nice body shake. And it's amazing just to be present enough to move your body. So that's the first way is just move your body somehow. Cool. There's a quote from Kirk Duncan. Some of our listeners might know him, but he says, move your body, move your mind. So I love that. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. And so then another area, um, you know, another uh, way to shift your mood in the area of your body is music. So that comes through our, you know, our hearing sense. And that is a very connected mood lifter. And so for me, I've got my theme songs that if I'm in a new area of creation, sometimes it's like a very upbeat Latin number that like I just play every morning because I'm like, I am creating something new and this becomes my theme song. Or Mm -hmm. it could be, you know, Justin Timberlake, Can't Stop the Feeling or, um, you know, uh, Andy Grammer's Good to Be Alive right about now. Like there are songs that are like, you can't not smile when you listen to them. Awesome. And songs that also bring movement into your life. Like, okay, this is the direction I'm heading or this is what I want to create. I love that. That's right. You know, some people like the Rocky themes to just get them, you know, moving. I mean, whatever it is, music has a huge impact on our mood. I have a playlist and I've got, it's called creation songs and and it's just epic songs. um, Just kind of more like movie theme music, but really dramatic, you know, epic epic dramatic music. <laughs> so I, I'm with you on this one. And, and I love to do that. Like when I'm doing my vision board or thinking about what creating for the day, like, okay, what kind of energy do I want to bring into this day? So that's great. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, those are a couple uh, ways to shift using your body. Um, then our emotions, you know, a, a mood is just emotions that we have for long periods of time that are, you know, extra sticky. And a lot of times we're not that articulate about what's happening for us emotionally. So what, one of the ways we can shift our mood is just to notice and name the emotion we're having. So am I overwhelmed or anxious? Am I feeling disempowered? Am I feeling, um, you know, a little bit concerned? Am I angry? Am I feeling rage? Am I feeling joy and appreciation? Just to have fluency in what mood I'm having or what emotion I'm having is a huge way to shift your emotion. Because if you can notice it and name it, you actually now have some power to do something about it. That's perfect. You know, and I really recommend that people have a list of emotions. I like, there's a a, a book um, by Esther Hicks that has an emotional guidance scale on it. And it starts with joy and appreciation at the top. And it goes all the way down to depression and despair at the bottom. And that's, you know, 22 different emotions. And, you know, with my male clients, they read these 22. It's not a lot. It's not a hundred. It's 22. And they're like, wow, this is. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. 
Right. Well, and, and Esther Hicks, I love that she like, it's like a, almost like a rating scale. It's like, what's the highest, what's the lowest? And you don't even realize that, oh, I'm feeling depressed or anxious. And it's like way down there on the scale. So it helps you kind of realize too, what your level is for the day. Like, what, where am I functioning at? You know, and that's kind of just the reality of knowing where you're at is huge. And then it helps you be able to shift too. I, I like looking at emotions. Emotions is a huge part. That's it. You know, and, and so then, you know, the noticing is huge. And then the other piece is just nurturing whatever emotion you're in. Guess what? If I'm disempowered right now, I can just nurture that and be like, wow, you're feeling really disempowered. The thing that can happen often with that is, and you shouldn't feel disempowered and you should be feeling happy. And why aren't, you know, now I'm going for <laughs> shame. Now I'm shaming myself for the emotion I'm having, or I'm angry and snapping at someone. And now I'm feeling ashamed because I should be happy. You know what? Just nurture yourself. Like, look at me. I'm pretty angry. That must mean that something's taking me out and I'm trying to get some power back. So I'm being angry about it, you know, just to understand and nurture that I'm always doing my best to feel my best and anger is better than disempowered. So I'm trying to move myself up. So just to nurture ourselves and be okay with whatever emotion is coming up because they're not good or bad. They just add, you know, forward motion or backward motion. I mean, you know, emotions aren't good or bad. They just are what they are. To notice them and nurture them are two power moves to start the ability to shift yourself. So loving what is like kind of what's going on inside of me and then being okay with that and just being in that space. Cause I think sometimes we have that should or should not, and then we bury it or we hold it in and then we blow up or they, you know, just all of those, those things. If we don't face it, it's, we're not being honest with ourselves and that acceptance, there's something about accepting and then you can move forward. If you, I love that awareness that you're talking about. Good. Yes, because those of us who really want to feel empowered are quick to take action to remove anything that doesn't feel like it's the most empowering emotion. By the way, action taken from a disempowered place, you probably have to do a do-over. I mean, that's just the facts, you know, when you're feeling disempowered, just to stop the action, notice what's happening and nurture yourself. So, you know, exactly what you said, Byron Katie, loving what is such a powerful mm -hmm. yeah. um, such a powerful set of concepts of I don't need to make meaning of I just was mad and lost, you know, flipped my lid at my fiance right now. Yep, I did. And I can clean it up and I can move on. Yes. And sometimes you can even use that word. Let's do a do-over. I do that with my kids. <laughs> they, I'm not kidding. Probably an hour before this call, there was a full on fist fight between my two oldest sons. <laughs> and I was, we, I just let them own it for a little bit. And there were a lot of people in the car, so I didn't want to make a big deal. And we went back in and, and talked about, okay, if we did a do over, what would that look like? And it, they were amazing. They owned their stuff. They didn't try to blame each other. They said, I did this. And, and they really looked at it in a, an awesome way that was like, okay, we can work on this. <laughs> That's right. You know, and, right. And without, without taking it so far to the dark side that you've said the things that are hard to take back, you know, it's mm -hmm. that slowing down the action and having a chance to restate it from your authentic self. Like, I didn't mean to call you a butthead. I just did in that moment, you know, and it's like, <laughs> and I take it back. I don't think you're a butthead. It's very important, you know, yes. the opportunity to shine through as our authentic selves. Oh, you don't know how many times I've heard that phrase. But. 
So, you know, so those are two ways that we're in the emotion um, area. Um, and then, you know, you started off, Liz, talking about language and how key that can be to mood. And so I have three great mood shifters in the area of language. Awesome. You yes, please. <laughs> okay. So the first one, and I love this one, turn off the language, turn off the news, turn off your social media, turn off any of these sources that are meant to be provocative and get you all kinds of angst ridden because guess what? News is a business. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't have a grabby, grabby lead and it's not a histrionic, people won't watch <laughs> and advertisers won't make money. So, so true. the entire business of news meant to be really provocative. It's not fact-based. It's not even the truth. It's not even useful. Turn mm -hmm. it off. Turn it off. Yep. Stop the madness. Yeah. Right? And just be still. I think that's such, you know, taking that time to just, I, you know, a walk out in nature for a minute or like, and maybe this is one of yours that you're going to talk about, but with language, I think sometimes we hear so much and it's filling us up and it's, it's a constant and it's blah, 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 the noise, the noise of the world. I think that's what I would describe it as. And so just turning that off and the quiet, <laughs> I love turn it off. And being very selective about what messages you allow in your you know, subconscious. I never watch the news ever, period, full stop. I don't watch the news. I won't watch the news. I'm not interested in the news because it affects my mood. By the way, I also won't read People Magazine because mm -hmm. it's depicting people in a way that has you become very self-conscious about your own you know, physicality. I mean, and it's meant to do that. So mm -hmm. I realized that certain things immediately made me feel bad and I just stopped doing them. So I won't even watch the news. Uh, if, if there's something big happening, one of my friends will tell me. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. So just watching how it affects you. And is this helpful to me? Is this not? Is this bringing up good emotions? Is this not? Exactly. exactly. That's a good, good, good advice. So that's the first one um, within language. That was, that was actually number five is, you know, turn off the things that you can tell the language is not impacting you positively. Um, for number six, you know, this is an interesting um, tip, which is to, to look at whatever subject that has you distressed and it's reaching for your best feeling thought about that subject. You know, Esther Hicks talks a lot about this, Byron Katie for sure does, you know, where you're just slowing it down and looking at the thought, you know, so let's say, um, you know, someone's changing a COVID policy and now my childcare is all messed up and I've got to rethink it. Holy moly, what am I going to do? You know, it's very easy to be taken out. Mm -hmm. Well, instead you can reach for your best feeling thought that says, oh, well, this is interesting. Doesn't that feel better than holy moly? You know, like this is interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, there's some new ways, there's some other adventures that me and the kids had talked about. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, solving this, you know, problem. Um, I'm so creative. I usually figure something out. You know, I've been really impressed with how I've handled these childcare mm -hmm. situations so far. I bet you I'm going to find something even, you know, more interesting to do than what I've done in the past. So you're elevating your thoughts on that subject and you can actually even feel your mood rise as you start to get curious and you start to go into creativity versus reactive and taking it on like something now that I was trying to control has gotten messed up. You know, so 
reacting to something like it's a bad thing and it's not what I planned versus an opportunity and something I can apply curiosity and creativity to. Yes. Curiosity and creativity bring solutions. I like that. And, and elevates your mood. So linguistically, yeah. when I'm in curiosity, the questions I ask when I'm from curiosity are very different linguistically than the things that I might say when something I was trying to control is now off course because I had a course all planned out and now there's a different course and I'm now relating to that as wrong mm -hmm. when it might be a golden opportunity for some new curiosity and creativity. That's perfect. I like that focusing on the solution and even on the process, you know, it's not like, okay, I, I'm going to get there, you know, within a day or two, I don't, you don't know, but it's like, okay, what can I learn during this process and opening yourself up? That, that's it. And you know, it's so interesting, right? Because these surprises, we have a tendency as adults who want to have everything figured out and so perfect and, you know, going so smoothly to react to surprises as bad. Whereas kids love surprises. <laughs> uh, they do. They love surprises. They think surprises are the best thing. I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. How exciting. Yes. <laughs> right. Versus like all of my plans have now, you know, been derailed. Well, what if it's like, I think to myself, because I believe in a loving universe that has my best interest at heart and is trying to bring the things that I want to me as quickly as I dream them up. And I say, I wonder what little goodie the universe has in store through this surprise. That's awesome. You know, so what might this bring me that I've been wanting that yeah. now this shift in direction is a great surprise. That's great. Things are working out for me in amazing, wonderful ways, right? <laughs> always working out for me. The universe has its, you know, interesting ways it's bringing me things. So that, you know, reaching for your best feeling thought on a subject that's distressing you. That's wonderful. Um, so that was number six. And the last one, number seven, I love this one. I've been using this a lot with my coaching clients lately because we're doing a lot of coaching on mood. People are having difficulty staying in optimism and staying in opportunity and not seeing some things that are coming at them as bad. And this is one that actually, you know, Abraham Hicks talks about a lot. I am not obligated to think about any subject. So I can just think of a different subject. In other words, <laughs> if I get news that, you know, now um, my, you know, my work is eliminating a position, namely my position, and it's causing me distress. How am I going to bring in, you know, the money for my family? What are we going to do? How's that going to work? I have permission to think about hummingbirds instead because hummingbirds don't make me stressed out. I can literally Love stop that. the screen about my job news and just say, you know what, I'm going to set that aside and I'm going to think about um, ceramics, because they, I love ceramics. I mean, I can think about hummingbirds. I'm going to think about the beautiful sunshine. I'm going to pull up a picture of the beach because all I need to do is lift my mood and then I can come back to any subject, but I'm not obligated to stay on a subject that is causing me distress. It doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it go quicker. It doesn't give me better answers to focus on something from anxiety and stress. So I can just take a palate cleanse and I can look at pictures of my loved ones. I mean, I've got a brand new Australian shepherd and she is an absolute love. If I look at her face, I cannot mm -hmm. feel, I can't feel anything but joy. That is so great. I love that because as you're talking about the news and things like that, I, my spouse loves the news. And when he comes and he talks to me about the news, I'm like, okay, 
this is why I don't listen to the news, you know? And so I'll listen just, you know, so he can have a sounding board and things like that. But I, I totally do what you're talking about where don't tell him, no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to let him know that this is what I do. But, um, but I really do. Um, I have to go to places that feel like solvable or okay or uplifting instead of there's so many topics that are just loose ended to like, how could you ever solve that? Like there's no, there's no solution. And so those are so depressing, I think for everyone. And anyway, just keeping yourself in that mindset. So even if someone brings up something that's stressful for you, even when, while they're talking about it, you could even go to that Australian shepherd, right? <laughs> 100% actually. And my mom and dad, they like to watch Fox news and they're, they have conspiracy theories about everything. And, you know, I mean, no political, that's not a political judgment. It's just, you know, they, they watch a lot of Fox news and, you know, it can be really scary to listen to some of these theories that, you know, and I'll say to them, I say, oh, that sounds, yeah, that sounds really concerning. And I'll change the subject on them. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Dad, you were telling me about that um, senior home that you used to play in and now you can't you know, play. Like, how are they doing there? You know, like, I'll just change the subject to something else that he likes. I'm not trying to, um, you know, dominate him. If I get it. He gets to watch the news if that's his jam. But I, in our co-created space, I really don't want to hear about that. So I will ask them questions about other things or, you know, say to them, oh my gosh, can I tell you something wonderful about my dog? She's so cute and they love this dog too and they know her and they're happy to change the subject. It's amazing. If you change yeah. the subject to something more up uplifting, people mm -hmm. will almost always follow you. Yes. Everyone, I think everyone's attracted to that lightness and that no one likes heavy. <laughs> so it's like, yes, let's talk about your cute puppy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think even, mm. you know, when your husband or my parents are talking, they're saying, I'm concerned. I'm feeling worried. I need some soothing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the best soothing we can give them is just to change to a subject that feels better to think about right now. A happy distraction. <laughs> That's right. Well, and you know what? A life of happy distractions is a life that was lived with a lot of happy moments. I mean, we don't need to be so serious. We're not obligated to think about things that we can't solve. That we is just so true. As I have gotten more in touch with myself, I've realized that I am just a big kid and I like to play and I like to have fun and I like to focus on happy, light things. And when I can't and when I feel heavy, I feel so trapped. So this is right up my alley of my learning and my, my journey for the last couple of years of just like, okay, I do get to choose. That's so empowering too, to know that you don't have to focus on the heavy, um, the news, the, the down, downer stuff, <laughs> the conspiracy theories. I mean, there, you know, there may be some truth out there to some of that, but who am I to solve it all? And how can one person change it all? And yes, we can rise our voices up in the ways we need to, but at the same time, um, the power we have is within our, our own space to create. And I think that's where we really need to focus. Well, that's absolutely true. And, you know, even on some of these very serious subjects where we may want to take an active part in making them better, we're way better equipped to brainstorm from a place of curiosity. You know, how could we make this tension better? How could I in my community be a beacon for positive change on this subject? Those mm -hmm. are thoughts that are so much more uplifting than look at how bad it is. Can you believe how bad it is? Well, 
I could get into a little downward spiral of despair if I want to examine all of the ways it's terrible. Or I could go to our friend mm -hmm. curiosity and creativity and say, how might I do one thing in the face of this subject that really helps be a cause, me be a cause in, in the matter? It's just different. You know, then you'll yeah. actually make positive change, but not from a place of worry and anxiety and fear, but from a yes. place, you know, of contribution and curiosity and love. Yes. And that helpful forward movement. Um, I think it was Mr. Rogers who said, you know, when the stress happens and I'm sure everyone, you know, this has been going around on social media, but his mom, he, something bad had happened. I can't even remember what the cir circumstance was. And she just, he was scared and worried. And she said, look at the helpers. And it's so true. Focus on that positive of what can we do? How can we move it forward? And that curiosity of what part can I play or what, like you said, what one thing could I contribute? And I think that's wonderful. There is a lot of fear out there right now. So it's important for us to focus on that creation energy. We all need a little more of that. Like, how can we solve some of these things that are going on? Right. You know, That's right. And Liz, you know, I mean, I'm, I know you're not saying this and I'm not saying this. We're not saying put your head in the sand and don't look at, no. you know, things that are going on that need, you know, very passionate, capable people to put their attention on them. I'm not saying that at all. I solve very important problems. I employ a lot of people. I am not someone who puts my head in the sand. What I am saying is my best work comes from my best moods and my work that I have to do over comes when I'm feeling fear, anxiety, loss of control. So my first job is to get myself as empowered as possible and then unleash myself on the world. But I'm not, you know, so you and I are talking about emotion as the catalyst for very positive action versus something that tends to lead to actions that need to do over or aren't as impactful or just, you know, fall short because they're coming from that fear place. Elizabeth, thank you so much for sharing these valuable tips. They are amazing. And just so our listeners know, they are going to be in the notes for the episode as well. So you can go back and review these seven tips. And if our listeners would like to get a hold of you, Elizabeth, um, you know, we know that you do a lot of coaching, business coaching and personal coaching. Could you give the listeners your contact information? You bet. My website is www.growthchoice.com. And I'm Elizabeth at growthchoice.com. Very easy to get a hold of me. Very easy. And I'll leave that also in the episode notes. And before you go, we would love to hear your oops moment. So take it away. Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, I was a recent graduate of University of Chicago, got my MBA. I'm feeling extra big time as a business person. And I was working at a company called McKinsey and Company, the number one global strategy consulting firm. And I was in training my very first week of training on the 29th floor of a high rise in Chicago. I mean, <laughs> this is the big time. And so we had a, a small break to go use the restroom and freshen up. And I went out the wrong door because I have no sense of direction. I could literally get lost in my own backyard. And this is, you know, smart as I am on some things, I am not smart with directions. So I ended up locking myself into a stairwell and I had to go 29 flights down in heels to be able to go around to the front of the building and get back up to my training on a 10. Oh. <laughs> so, heels. You know, of course you had on, heels on. <laughs> with high heels. And I just, you know, like, don't ever take yourself too seriously. I guess that's the lesson there. That's hilarious. Okay, that was terrific from Elizabeth. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. So we are excited to share with you our first 
like this is kind of our number one the last month or so that we've really been focusing on. And this has to do with positive language. And uh, some of you have heard of affirmations. You know, there's kind of those, those goofy, um, like make fun of, like um, affirmation kinds of things that are on like Saturday Night Live and other places where they, they make fun and they say, oh, I, I am powerful and I am this and that. But the, the bottom line comes down to, we have seen how amazing that language is in shifting your energy, shifting your mood, giving you more confidence. And you can actually use an affirmation as a declaration for what you want. So instead of just, um, you're already a pretty positive person and pretty patient with your kids. So you just keep saying, I'm positive, I'm patient, whatever. Maybe you feel like you really lack in an area and you can actually use that affirmation to um, shift the energy so that you can be more like that. Um, so you might even uh, pick a word such as clean. Maybe you have a hard time keeping a certain area of your home clean. And so maybe you're saying, I'm clean, I'm organized, um, and using that throughout your day. And we liked actually, mm -hmm. Christina and I, one of the, the things we like to use is um, word today. And that's, you pick a word, and you, you use that word to go through the day. So say you're working on organizing your home or organizing some storage areas or things like that, you might put an alarm on your phone that says, hey, at this time, eight o'clock, it has an affirmation. I am clean, I am organized, I am beautiful, I am brilliant. Whatever it is that you're working on, you can put on there and it goes off and you say it three times and it just gets it right into your schedule, which is super cool because sometimes we think, oh, affirmations are good, but they're over there and my life's over here. But if you put it on an alarm on your phone, morning and night, you do it. Right, Christina? Mm -hmm. It's very effective. Another fun thing that I've done with affirmations is I made an affirmation for my family. My husband kind of makes fun of me. He thinks it's funny. He's always laughing when we say it, but I thought it was really fun. It's kind of like we're a team and we've got our little chair. And is it all right, Liz, if I share with you guys our little uh, family affirmation yeah. so that the listeners can get an idea? So our affirmation is, okay, our last name is Cyphers and it's Cyphers are fun, healthy, patient, and loving. We make time to enjoy each other. We are smart, athletic, creative, brave, and honest. Cyphers are the best. And so I get my kids to kind of say that with me. I'll have them repeat it. They're still kind of memorizing it, but it's just fun. And we do a little cheer afterwards and it just really raises that energy. And it, it's just been something fun that we've doing. So you, not only can you have affirmations just for your own self and your own personal life, but you can have an affirmation for your family to, you know, maybe things that you want to aspire to or things that you're working on as a family. That's so fun. I love it. So um, my kids each have at different times had their own set of affirmations. And then we have like a set for all the kids that we say, um, and we haven't done it for a while. I love that you said that because we'll have to do that again, especially as kids are going back to school. If you help get some of that language going um, of how they're smart and they're capable and that they make friends, um, this is a perfect time to start helping their minds um, get nourished to, in that direction, the positive direction that you want your, their school year to go. So that's super cool. My kids, you know, we have, um, I'm honest, I am smart, I am handsome. Um, I can't remember the other two because it's been a little while since we've done them, but it, it would be a great time to evaluate, okay, what are those things? And maybe even talking to your kids, what's hard for you at school? If math is hard, 
say, I'm really good at math, or I am a great math student. I'm learning so much at math. Math is becoming easy for me. So that's a really cool area to. Yeah. And that, that positive talk and helping them change their mindset can make all the difference for them, especially while they're young. Like I wish that I actually struggled in math probably my whole life. And that's probably because I always told myself I'm not good at math. And so from the second I started my math classes, I knew I wasn't going to be good at it. And guess what? I was right. I wasn't good at it. And so I think that (laughs) that is crucial. Yeah. As your kids are going back to school, you know, to, to find out, like Liz said, find out what maybe they are struggling with and make that their positive affirmation. I love that. Thanks Liz for sharing that. That's a great idea. Yeah. And it starts with thoughts. There's that quote from Henry Ford that both you and I love that says that whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And it's so true. You know, if you think you can do the math, you have that mindset and it all starts with the thoughts. So that's why we help create those positive thoughts in our kids instead of the negative, negative ones that naturally come. You know, I, I mentioned on, actually, I think it's an upcoming podcast that one of my kids, whenever things go bad, I hate my life. And I'm just like, oh, what a terrible negative effort, negative formation. <laughs> I don't know what the word is for the opposite, but uh, it's a, a polar downer. It's just, it's a lie. It's something that, that really, because there's not everything that he hates about his life. It's just a, a negative thought in a negative direction. So, okay. Anything else about affirmations, Christina, before we share our top three ways that both you and I shift our energy and what has worked well for us? Um, no, I think that we've kind of brushed on affirmations. If you need any, if you have any questions, reach out to us, shoot us a message on Facebook, or if you have our phone numbers or email us, you can find our comfort, our information in our website and so you'll be able to contact us that way but we'd love to help you if you have any questions on affirmations yes and our uh website is arisenthrivelife.com so yep feel free to reach out anytime also if you are struggling with your mindset or with the positive words or things like that this is a huge thing we work on in our vision board master class so we would love to have you sign up our next class is going to be in october we're actually doing those quarterly um, so like January and then skip a couple months. And so anyway, we've got the next one coming up in October. Um, and so we'd love to have you join in. Um, we do have a limited number of spots and everyone who's, who's been a part of our group has just praised it really highly. They've loved it. They, they say, this is so much more than a vision board class because it's just based on finding your direction you want to go. But then we help you with that mindset and the language and all those things to create. Okay, so let's go into our top three. Do you want to start, Christina? What are your top three? Sure. And uh, anyone that knows me or has even probably listened to the podcast knows that I love exercise. I think my number one um, way to shift my mood and my mindset is exercise. And um, I've done quite a bit of research on exercise just because it's pretty interesting um, to see what science has to say about it. But not to go too much into detail, but if you just jump online and look, you'll see that it improves sleep. Um, and it, it's a stress reliever. It improves your mood, uh, increases energy. It reduces tiredness, um, weight reduction, and all of those things can help you have a better mood. There's days where I kind of maybe don't have the best of self-esteem or I'm like, oh, I don't feel, you know, like the hottest person today, but I'll go out and go running and lift some weights and by the end of my workout, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And I think that that's one of the things that it does is it, it 
it changes your mood and changes your your appearance your appearance physically and also mentally it changes you know kind of how you feel about yourself because you feel you feel good afterwards you're releasing those endorphins and so that's my number one is exercise. And when I first got married, now I know that I need exercise, but my husband, he would always say to me like, oh, have you gone running today? Cause he could tell I was kind of, you know, maybe grumpy or in a bad mood. And he's like, yeah, you should definitely go for a run. <laughs> and so a I natural learned- Natural antidepressant, right? It, it yes. really is a natural antidepressant. It's awesome. It is, it is so incredible. And so if you're having, you know, a hard time getting out there, just start small, go start walking. They say that 30 minutes a day is what you need. And whether it's in, you know, three increments of 10 minutes or 30 minutes, you're still going to benefit from that. So try to, you know, get 30 minutes every day, moving your body and you'll see some really awesome results. I love right. exercise. It's life-changing for me. <laughs> well, and I think it promotes you to love your body. Like you said, it changes that image of body and it just helps you be grateful for your body, that movement. And there's just an awesome feeling of endorphins that come to you when you exercise. It's like, ah, oh, this feels good. <laughs> yeah. And one other tip I have with exercise is if you hate going to the gym, don't make yourself go to the gym. If you hate being outside and going running, don't have that be your exercise. Find something that you love. If you like to dance, maybe get some Zumba um, tapes, you know, that you can watch or sign up for Beachbody or there's tons of different programs out there that you could work out in your own home. But if you don't really like that and you like going to the gym, then get a gym pass, you know, find what you really like. If you like swimming, you can go swimming. I love to mountain bike. That's one of my favorite ways. Yeah. To I was exercise. Say biking too. Kayaking. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many different ways. So if you're like, oh, like lots of people tell me, oh, I hate running. Like, don't go running then. If that's what, if you don't like it, if you don't find enjoyment out of it, you know, you want to find something that you you really like. If you're really social, then get a group of girls or a group of guys and go do a class. My husband, um, he doesn't really love actually, you know, going to the gym or doing exercise videos, but he loves playing tennis. He loves playing racquetball. And so he'll go with his buddies and go and do those things and play for two, three hours. And he's so sweaty afterwards. He's gotten an awesome workout. So really finding something that you absolutely love for your exercise will make it so it's fun and enjoyable. And then you're, all, you're getting all of those um, other, uh, what are they called? Not side effects, the other um, benefits, benefits. Thank you. That, yeah. that exercise gives you. So that's my yeah, that's tip great. about exercise. Well, we put a huge plug in for exercise. We won't spend as much time on each of these, but we're, let's keep going. What What are your others that? that uh, really my other one is music. So if I'm feeling kind of bummed out or just tired, I'll just put on, you know, like a fast song. And I think that that one's huge. I think a lot of, I think music affects yeah. every mood. Elizabeth mentioned that one too. Music. Yeah, she did. Girl. Yeah. And, and not even for if you want to get in a better mood, but like, if I want to feel like more spiritual or something like I'll put on more like softer music or just, you know, depending on what my mood is, if I want to relax, I'll put on, you know, meditation type music. So there's, there's lots of different ways you can use music to shift your mood, what, depending on which kind of mood you want to be in. That's a big one. And you can even use music with your affirmations. And that's really cool too. It, it's super powerful. Um, and you know, either like a, a loud kind of creation song or a pump you up song or something like that when you're doing your affirmations and it's super effective. Yep. Oh, and then I have, and then my other one was, um, I, I call it do it. So 
I, if I feel like I have too many things that I need to get done, like I'm like, oh, I feel like overwhelmed and kind of like a little bit of anxiety and just kind of in a bad mood because there's so many things on my plate. I like to sit down and write a list and then just go and do it, get it done. Um, Action. <laughs> yeah. And so that's probably my other one is to change my mood is just, I'm a very action oriented person. Just getting things done makes me feel really good and puts me in a great mood. Yeah, you're totally the action girl. That's something I love about you. Okay, so um, my three are, my first one that I listed here was play. I actually put on my vision board a couple months ago that I play and laugh and enjoy life. And I made it a point to play for 21 days and I would write the date, the activity I did and who played with me. And it was so fun. I had all these pictures of me like laughing and having fun, like traveling or being with my kids out on a hike with my dog and, you know, just all these fun pictures. And I loved that goal. I feel like that nurtured my soul so much. And I realized how much I need to play. And I think all of us need to play. We're all big kids. And the more that we can do that, the more that we um, we really can like get down to business when we need to because we're feeling like we're in a good spot. We feel healthy and happy and we've had this space to thrive a little bit and, and then we can get back down to business. So play has been huge for me. Um, another one that I love is baths. Like I love hot baths. <laughs> if I haven't had a hot bath for a few days, I just am like craving it. I think my like higher self just really connects with that hot bath. I feel like I love um, kind of that smooth, harmonious flow energy and somehow, and, and just like feminine energy. Feminine energy is like fun, it's nurturing. You talk in such a positive way and you, you bring in these great resources and creation. And I just feel like baths for me, like really just do that. And I'll just put a little bit of Epsom salt in and I'll have it pretty hot, like, because I want to be in there for a while. So I have it, like, so hot that I can just barely get in. <laughs> and then I'll just sit in there, and I just soak in the salt. And I usually put a couple drops of essential oils, just something that kind of fits my mood, maybe present time or some, you know, like, um, inner child or forgiveness or whatever I need for that time. And I'll just put a little bit in. I use Young Living oils, but any oils that, you know resonate with you is great and just I just put those in and, and just just like sit back and enjoy and it's so so great and a lot of times I won't even think about anything sometimes I'll do a meditation in my bath I'll like go to the beach or um I'll just close my eyes and what comes is kind of my inspiration and what I what I feel like needs to come like sometimes I'll even ask like please I want a meditation to help me feel more positive about my family relationships right now please like something and so um, with that little kind of prayer in my heart, um, just whatever comes, and it's amazing what comes, like the visualizations that kind of unfold inside my mind. And I know that, that it's, it's not just me forming those, it, there's an influence from the universe, you know, my higher power is God, and I feel like he influences me so much. Um, and I think all of us, like um, in a couple of weeks, Mike Barrett's, um, podcast episode that we record is coming out and he talks about connecting with our higher self and just how all of us are spiritual beings. So listen for that when it's coming up, but that those baths just help bring out that spiritual side in me so much. And I love it. It's so nurtured. And then my last one that I had um, is 
like candy to my soul, it's meditation. Love, love, love meditation. Um, this morning, I just was like, okay, I'm starting to feel the anxiety. We're getting ready to leave on a trip soon. And just some things that are, you know, I'm getting a little behind on this and that. I got to get these things done. And I, I just was like, okay, this morning I'm taking time and I did a 20 minute meditation and it totally reset me and I felt so good. And I'm like, okay, now I can take on the day. The benefits of meditation are incredible. We've talked about that a few times on the podcast, I believe. And um, just, it's amazing. So anyway, these ideas that we've shared, you know, Elizabeth shared seven, we shared seven between Christina and I, um, that that's a great spot. There's 14 there for you to get going from. Try one today. That's our challenge to you guys. Um, it's great to know all these things, but if we don't do it, nothing changes. And um, also Mike Barrett said um, to, that there's like 200 steps to like shift yourself. So like start with that one today. And so today pick one of those and um, start shifting. And um, let us know, like, we would love some feedback on things, you know, um, there's some ways to contact us on our website, but we'd love to hear what's working for you guys and um, how it's going for you. Um, okay, anything else to add, Christina? No, maybe we'll try a few new ones and come back and we can revisit this and talk about our experiences with, you know, some different ones that we've tried. Yeah, for sure. Like Elizabeth talked about not being in touch with the news. Like that might be like for a week, not even paying attention to the news or something like that. We're going to, we'll think about what ours are for the week, our new ones to try. And we'll, um, yeah. we'll give them a whirl and, and kind of report back on how it goes for us too. We love to try new things and see what works well for us. Mm -hmm. um, but it's so cool that, you know, we can have these heavy emotions and these, these things that come up, but those emotions are not us. And I think an awareness of it, attending to it and processing those heavy things out. And then we get to choose. We have that power of choice to shift our energy. And there's so many ways to do it. So this week, try one, see if it works well for you. Um, and we would love to hear back from you guys and we'll report back on how it goes for us too. Happy shifting your mood. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you right. guys next we'll time. We'll talk to you next time. We all know what we need to be doing to improve in life, but are you ready now to take action to start arising and thriving in life? We want to help you. Do you have an unfinished project or do you have a goal that has been on your mind, but you haven't made it a priority? Would you like to make more money? Would you like a new car? How about improving those really close relationships that need some repairing or some nurturing. We are here to help you with our Vision Board Masterclass. Join our October Vision Board Masterclass. It includes five live trainings held weekly with Liz and Christina. You'll enjoy daily accountability and support. You'll enjoy having the mindset shifts and techniques that will help you to accomplish your goals and future goals. Visit our website today to register at ariseandthrivelife.com. Have you been enjoying the Arise and Thrive podcast? If you submit a review, we have got an offer for you. Click the link in the notes below this episode, enter your name and your email, and we will send you a free copy of our valuable Beginner's Guide to Managing Your Emotions.